In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. One of the most striking features of our Lord's public ministry is his seeming disregard for the laws of ritual purity contained in the Old Testament. Lepers, the bleeding, the dead, those who have come in contact with death are all considered ritually impure in the Mosaic Law and are thus excluded from community and from worship. And it's not for no reason. Decay of the flesh, the loss of blood, contact with death, all of these things are manifestations of the power of death. Death which has no place in the presence of the living God. And yet, it is precisely the lepers, the bleeding, the dead, those who have come in contact with death, who again and again feature regularly in the gospel accounts and who are regularly encountered by Jesus Christ. In today's gospel, we see that Jesus does not come directly into contact with these ten lepers, but they, we're told, they stand afar off, probably out of respect for Jesus, probably out of observance of the Mosaic law that dictated that they be set apart, away from the community. And so what we see in the gospel today is not so much that Jesus breaks with the ritual purity laws of the Old Testament as he so often does in other instances, but rather we see why. And it's not because Jesus was an enlightened liberal who came to demythologize the law, and it's not because Jesus was a religious hippie who didn't have any time for rules. I think we all know that these interpretations of the gospel are right out. But rather, it's because Jesus has come to launch an offensive against the powers of death. Everything proximate to death and death itself has come under the attack of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who has come to destroy death and bring life. This victory over death is completed by our Lord on the cross. But it is manifested here in this gospel. It is manifested for these ten men who were lepers as a sign and a foreshadowing of the victory that was to come. And so what this means is that Jesus' cleansing of the ten lepers is not merely a nice thing to do, it's not merely a way for him to go out of his way to help the sick. It's a sign that here is one who has power to reverse decay. Here is one who has power over death. And it's in this light that we can see how much God has done for us. Every one of us has inherited the spiritual leprosy we call original sin. Every one of us has added to our own spiritual illness by our personal sins. 
but through the waters of baptism. And time and time again through the sacrament of penance, Christ has done for us what he did for these ten lepers. He has healed us. He has destroyed the power of death in us. He has habilitated us for entrance into the communion of saints. We know that leprosy excluded one from the community and excluded one from worship. But in healing us, Christ has made it possible for us to participate in the worship of heaven and has made it possible for us to enjoy fellowship with the saints. So what will our response be? As the end of our gospel shows us the appropriate response is to give thanks. To give thanks, the Greek word here, Eucharistia. Our response to Jesus is to week after week and day after day to give thanks before the altar of God for the fact that he has rescued us from death and has planted the seed of eternal life in our souls, this seed which we call the life of grace. And so, as we pray at every Mass, in every preface, it is our duty and it is our salvation, always and everywhere, to give thanks. Gratitude is the key message at the end of the gospel. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. St. Ignatius of Loyola says that ingratitude is one of the things most worthy of the detestation of our Lord. It is the origin of all evil and sin. Another more contemporary author has said that when you thank someone, you express the certainty of being loved. What I think this means is that when we give thanks to God, our thanksgiving becomes an act of faith. When we give thanks to God, we express the certainty that we have that God loves us. So my exhortation to you this morning, to live lives of gratitude. Gratitude is, in so many ways, a foundational virtue for our spiritual lives. It counters a whole host of vices. It opposes envy, greed, cynicism, and comparison. It aids our growth in virtue and disposes us to receive more and greater graces from God. So this day, give thanks to God, so that when we die, we may meet the one who has power over death and may hear him speak these words to us. Surge, vade, rise and go thy way, Thy faith has made thee well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.